Oh, greetings again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are back again this morning at our worship hour at Underwall E Ministries here in Alton Vista, Virginia. We thank God for you joining us this morning at our Sunday school hour. We had a brief pause for the cause to be able to get back into our new recording session for our worship hour. But we thank God for you joining us this morning at our worship hour. And we hope that each of you will continue to pray for our ministry, pray for those that are going through. But we do have another engagement following our morning worship this morning at 11, 30, 11 o'clock. But we're excited about what God is doing. So we're going to have my wife to come and we're going to have a, a worship song here. We're going to do a hymn this morning. There's power in the blood. Yes, we're going to do a hymn this morning. There is power in the blood. Yes. Morning. Would you be free from the burdens of your sin? There is power in the blood. Thank God for that wonderful hymn this morning. There is 
wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning come out of the New Testament of Colossians, second chapter, verses 8 through 23. Colossians 8, excuse me, second chapter, verses 8 through 23. Colossians, second chapter, verses 8 through 23. Our scripture read this morning. Beware lest any man spoil thou philosophy in vain deceit after tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Mm -hmm. For in him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, mm -hmm. in whom ye also are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, mm -hmm. in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, mm -hmm. buried with him in baptism, mm -hmm. wherein he also was risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, mm -hmm. who has raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sin, and of the circumcision of your flesh, has been quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink in respect of any holy day or any new moon or any Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in the voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding those on things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head, for which is all the body, joints and bands, holy nourishment ministered, knit together, increased with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are ye subject to the ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have ye indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship, and humanity, and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. May God bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You know, many in our younger generation today are struggling today to find relevance and a place to fit into this thing that we call church. And, and the church has grown into this thing that sometimes has become impersonal and sensitive to the needs of the congregation trying to survive or to build on traditions of their past. And churches are dying everywhere, dwindling down to smallest numbers, holding on to traditions of times and past by a few that we call faithful members. And the church is a living organism that must grow instead of being maintained by a few faithful members to resist the change, to hold on to tradition in their old doctrine, even if the church is going to die. But we need to understand there has to be some change in order for us to prosper and to grow. Amen. When Jesus says, when two to three to come together in yes, his midst, yes. was never meant that that is not the goal for the church. I know two of us are here today, we're broadcasting, but we're broadcasting to more than two. Yes. Uh, we, we are here together. 
broadcasting this too, but we are broadcasting to an audience that is unnumbered. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, that they were glad to receive the word they were baptized on that same day that was added to the church. They said 3,000 souls. The New Testament church was a dramatic change from the Jewish traditions that were happening that most of these Jews came out of. Mm -hmm. Jesus preached change from the older to the new form that come with the new covenant. The insensitive religion that many they were practicing made living and growing was tough. But this new breathing and living organism that God has created through the church that Jesus has uh, instituted in the world, the church will never be the same again. But Peter said that, but this is that which is spoken of Joel. You know what he said, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, that my sons and daughters shall prophesy, young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those day and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth beneath blood fire and vapor and smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord shall come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved see no longer will the church be the same again and from the time the church will be this ever-changing and maturing organism that fits the needs of an ever-changing world and an ever-changing people that we are ministering to. So today, I want to talk on the subject, is this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And, and as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just touch my lips, that I may speak boldly those things that you have laid upon my heart. Overshadow me with your Holy Spirit that I might speak of thee and not of me. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. This is how we do it. You know, a few weeks ago at the Bible Institute, we talked about the differences in the doctrines of the church and the doctrine of God as it relates to the body of Christ and the church. And then the church over the years have adopted so many doctrines that sometimes they're the doctrines of men rather than the doctrines of God. When you ask someone about church or anything, the first thing they tell you is, uh, are you going to try something else? They say, no, this is how we, we do it. We are stuck in this place of doing the old traditional thing till we are just hesitant to change or to move away from the way that we've been doing things. Somehow this is how we do it has become the doctrine of the church, not based on God's word, but based on our old tradition and has no relevance to the word of God. I, I like what Montel Jordan back in the day, he says that this is how we do it. He says a Friday night and it feels all right. This is how we do it. And, yeah. and it's kind of buzzed and it's all because this is, this is how we do it. He says South Central does it like nobody does. This, this is, is how, how we, we do, do it. it. And this is all my neighbors. You are much flavor. This is how we, we do, do it. it. And let's flip the track and bring the old school back. This, this is, is how, how we do, do it. it. But the problem this type of thinking is this is how we do it might not be the only way to do it. Because our way is sometimes is what? Not God's way. Yeah. The church has gotten stuck in that place 
called this is how we do, do it, it until we've forgotten about that God demands the church to be ever changing and progressive in order for to meet the needs of this personal world that we Amen. live in. Amen. You know, I know the Bible said that Jesus is the day, same yesterday, today, yeah. and forevermore. He's talking about the divine nature of, of God, not about the relevant needs of the church. The church has and always will be an ever-changing needs around us. And if you don't believe, read the book of Revelation. If the church hasn't changed, we'll be still uh, sacrificing sheep and goats and bulls and, 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 and pigeons. But that's not how the church is. Christ initiated a change in order uh, for the church to be able to meet the needs of the ever-changing people. He initiated change in the order of things in the church until now we always see change in a way to be able to help rather than changing uh, the church or changing the word we are trying to change people's lives right and when the first church was in the studio uh, uh, I guarantee a lot of people didn't go along with it because they were so used to going to the temple yes. so they started building their local churches mm -hmm. and meeting in houses mm -hmm. folks didn't go along with that I guarantee you some folks said we went to the temple and church why are we going right. to that house so people always what Question change. Yes. You know, when I said, what about when the first church instituted Sunday school? The Catholic Church didn't have no Sunday school, but when the Protestant church started teaching Sunday school, then and the first thing folks says is what? That's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. When when we started calling women in the ministry. That's not how we do it. Women preachers. That's not how we do it. Choir singing in church. This is not how we do it. Drums in the church. Y'all remember? This is not how we do it. Children's church. This is not how we do it. See, we always come up with this thing. Is This is not how we do it. Or this is how we do it. But it hinders us. Bus ministry and all of these other things that were not evident in the early church. They became because church changed to meet the needs of those that are in their congregation. Amen. See, we Amen. think that just because this is how we do it, <laughs> it makes it the right way to do it. Okay. That's not making it the right way. Traditions yeah. have never been made it the right way to do it. And that's why the Bible tells us in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, he says, for my thoughts are what? Are not your thoughts, neither my ways, your ways. It says, for my heavens are higher than the earth, and so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, Isaiah lets us know that there is a way that, that, that God does things that is not like our way. Amen. His way is not like our way. Our way is not Amen. like his way. God's way is so high above our way that it may be beyond our power to even fathom or think about it. You remember the catchphrase back in the day? Uh, doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. Y'all used to do your own thing. Many of us in the church today, instead of God doing it God's way, we're doing what? Our own thing. We're doing our own thing. But the thing about it, in order for the church to be progressive, we got to do God's thing. So this is how we do it. This Just not might be the way that God wants us, us to do it. do it. So as we come to our text, we find Paul writing this letter to the church at Colossians, warning them about the way they do it. 
Mm -hmm. And there's some tradition has steeped into the local church in a matter of what, uh, 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 I, I don't know what, it didn't have a denomination, but at that time, we knew that tradition steeped into the church, you, you know, and it's steeped into our local church. And today, I don't care what denomination is, they are still steeped in tradition. Tradition has run the church over the years, and many times, the church doctrines are shaped by the tradition rather than by the word of God. Paul understands how we can get caught up in the playing church uh, or by a set of do's and don'ts and becoming traditions in the church after years of practicing false doctrines. How many of you know today that you can do wrong so long until wrong looks right, don't yeah, it? It becomes yeah. natural for yeah. you to do it because you've been doing it so long because your body is a, a they call it muscle memory. Your muscles in your body has conditioned you to do things by uh, your physical reflex, not your mind. Your mind is not guiding what your heart is wanting to do. Your body is automatically uh, going into muscle memory and, and getting reflexes and doing the same thing that you did before. Amen. See, that's what muscle memory does, ain't it? It gets you into repeating doing what you've done before. So the church does not need to operate that. When you ask churches about uh, uh, what do they need to do, how do you need to respond? And the first thing they're going to tell you is, this is how we do it. <laughs> but Jesus says that I am the way, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the truth and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. So the way to do it has to be spelled out in the Bible. You, 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 you got all kinds of ways of doing things, but unless it's spelled out in the Bible, it's your tradition that is governing and it has nothing to do with the scripture. Amen. Jesus said that it's only one way, ain't it? It ain't but one way. If what you're doing doesn't line up with the way Jesus is doing, I don't care the way you do it, it's all wrong. It may just be wrong the way you're doing it. So Amen. you can't do things according to tradition because your tradition may be taking you away from what the Word of God says. Paul tells us the church at Colossians, he says, Beware, lest any man spoils you through philosophy and deceit and traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So he's telling the church, don't follow the world, but follow me. If the world is not following after Christ, don't follow their traditions. He says, beware of any that will spoil you through this philosophy, this vain deceit, or some tradition that the church has offered. See, church has gotten so rooted in the world that you don't know whether you're in the church or you're in a sideshow. We don't know sometimes. Entertainment is just like showtime in the Apollo. Entertainment has become our prime a motive uh, to be able to attract people to the church. See, many churches can go through an entire worship service without even ever mentioning their power in the name of Jesus. They're just telling you about doing things and, and accomplishing things in your self-motivation and, and, and lifting yourself up. That's not what God wants. We've gotten caught up. One pastor called it worshiptainment. We've gotten oh, entertainment and worship so confused till we get caught up into doing things for, for uh, old folks said, for form of fashion. Uh, doing this for form of fashion. Yeah. Doing church is a new uh, 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 MO for the church. We, we do church well. God is not looking for us to do church. God is looking for us to be the church. We need to be the church. But a lot of times we think we do church well because we got it orchestrated. Come on, uh, we got it choreographed. 
Uh, we are doing things that, that are choreographed and planned yes. before we even start the services. Yes. Yeah, we think that's the spirit. No, the spirit will lead you in a way that is not choreographed. Yes. It is not choreographed in a way. See, Paul uses this harsh language calling them spoiled. Isn't it amazing? He said that that's any man spoil you mm -hmm. with that spoil folk running the church, spoil folk trying to lead other folk. Spoil folk will get you spoiled just like they are if you hang around with them long enough. You know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all that heart. Yeah. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. See, our understanding is limited when it comes to the things of God. Amen. Close is all about is that's all you can get. You can get real close, but you can't get no farther than close. But many times, close is still far from understanding what God wants us to understand. That's why Paul told the church at Corinth. He said, now we see to a last doctrine, oh, ain't it? He yeah. said, but when face to face, now face we insult but that which you will know it even shall I always have known. Mm -hmm. He said, when, when Christ come in, he will clarify those things that I don't see as well as I should see. Even in the New Testament, things still seem dim until Christ returns to reveal to us his final glory. Amen. So we haven't seen it all yet, but we don't know it all yet. But how we're going to do it when we're looking to a dark glass. Mm -hmm. huh. you, you're trying to do it your way, but you're not seeing things as clearly as you should. You don't see it the way God sees it. He said the world darkens our outlook on things that God has us to follow by the traditions of men instead of by the word of God. When we follow the traditions of men, we're not seeing things clearly as we should. We're looking at the dark glasses. We got blinders on our eyes. Amen. But this is how we do it. Just not, it ain't enough. It ain't enough that you're doing it by tradition rather than doing it by the word of God. They call it the rudiments of the world, ain't it? Mm -hmm. We're doing it the rudiments of the world, but not after Christ. Then next Paul tells the church that Christ gave us an example of how to do it. See, you weren't about this is how we do it. Christ gave us an example of how we should do it, ain't it? Mm -hmm. Our text says what? For in him dwelleth what? The fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye complete in him, and which is the head of all principality and power, in whom ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. He's telling us that whatever way you do it, if it doesn't align with Jesus, you ain't doing it right. Okay. Anything that you do, if it doesn't align with the word of God, align with Christ intends for us to do it. He says that we're not doing it right. Paul said that all human expression of God dwells in Jesus, not in our own understanding. Jesus is the quintessential example of how we praise, how we worship, how we pray, how we submit, how we obey, how we walk, how we talk, and how we love, how we act. To reveal the presence of God in our lives. Mm. Jesus taught us all of that. Yeah. He is the embodiment of God. And, and complete within himself. Without any need of us adding or taking away anything from it. When we are in Christ. We are, are circumcised in our heart. Baptized in his spirit. Amen. Raised by his faith. And dead to our sin. We don't have to have a 
outward expression to confirm our inward change. God doesn't have to do it that way. God can look deep inside of our hearts and he can see things that our outward expression cannot reveal. See, we're hung up on show and tell in the church today, but God blotted out the need for show and tell a long time ago. Christ won the battle over the flesh and his powers, and if we would only believe and walk in him, we too can live victorious. So the church demands us uh, that you do it that way, Mm -hmm. or else uh, you'll be put out of the church. But isn't it good to know that God has a way of doing things? He said, I will not allow anybody to snatch you out of my hand. Mm -hmm. Don't get worried about the traditions of the church. If they want to leave, I want you to leave because of tradition, I would say go ahead and leave. Mm -hmm. Because God got churches everywhere that will be able to give you a word. Find your Bible teaching Mm -hmm. church. Not just a church caught up in tradition. Find your church that's Bible teaching, evangelizing, mission-oriented church that you can go out and find help and, and to prosper and to, to mature you in your faith walk. See, when Jesus met this woman at the well, you remember what he said? She said, our fathers worship in the mountains and, and you say worship in Jerusalem. Jesus says, woman, you got to believe that there's going to come a time that you ain't going to worship in the mountain or in Jerusalem. Amen. He says that he that worship God, worship him in spirit and Amen. in truth. And for the Father seeks such yeah. type of worship. See, we hung up on where the do's and don'ts of worship of our denominations and baptism and communion. We talked about it on Friday. Tongues and women and children and everything else. But unless we do it our way, we don't think you're right. But God said, do it this way. It's not about that stuff. It's not about you. It's about him. It's all about the spirit. It's all about the truth. And this is how we do it. We do it in spirit and in truth. How we do it, we do everything in spirit and in truth. The truth of the matter is, folk don't care about how you do it no way. No. They weren't about whether you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Then finally, don't let folks lead you to do things based merely on tradition because this is how they do it. Our text says, let no man therefore judge you in your what? Meat? In your drink? In your respect of a holy day, of a new moon, of a Sabbath day, which is a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into by fleshly mind, I mean, into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by the fleshly mind, not holding the head from which is the body and the joints of bands having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increases with the increase of God. He says, wherefore, if you are dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why though are you living in the world, are you subject to those ordinances? He said, what? Touch not, taste not, handle not, in which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and the doctrines of men, which things have indeed showed the wisdom in will and worship and humanity, neglecting the body, nor in any way honor to the satisfying of the flesh. He said something that go on in the church is not a right or wrong issue. Some of our customs and traditions are fundamentally right, they're not fundamentally wrong. Uh It's just the way we do it 
that is not necessarily right based on scripture. It's just how we do it. So if a church doesn't do it the way that we do it, doesn't make them wrong. If a church, uh, if you do it a way that another church do, don't do it, don't necessarily make you wrong because there is no basis. So Paul is telling us not to judge them based on that stuff. Nope. Is their heart right? That's if they right. worship on another day, to God be the glory. Yep. If they allow women preachers, to God be the glory. Let the gospel spread. If they using children in ministry, to God be the glory. Let them do that. Don't allow them uh, your customs and their customers keep you away from the appointed. I preach that the church of God of prophecy, our division comes when we take these differences and, and, and this is how we do it. And then I'm different from you because this is how we do it. And then you're different from me because this is how you do it. But let's do one thing in common. Let's be one in Christ. Amen. Christ is our common ground. Yeah. Let's not get caught up in how you do it and how I do it and then divide ourselves because Christ is coming back looking for one church. One. He's looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. The question is, are you in that number? Huh? See, we're hung up on a lot of stuff these yes, days that are. has nothing to do with bringing us together but always dividing us. We tend to worship the wrong things thinking everybody else is supposed to think like we do. If we don't do something uh, that if, if it's wrong to them, it, 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 no, it may be right to us. If it's right to us, it may be wrong to them. Amen. He says that some people can eat meat, some can't. Some, some can drink strong drinks, some can't. But what we need to do is let's not judge in ourselves and judge others based on our tradition. Amen. See, Christ is the head. And we should strive to keep him above everything that we could ever think or imagine. Amen. See, God got rid of all of those things that divide us. And he gave us one thing that we should have in common, and that's Jesus Christ. Let's keep our minds stayed yeah. on him, and I believe everything is going to be all right. Yeah. So our outward expression will bring dishonor to God by denying the work on the cross. Leaving Christ out, there's no way that we need to do it. So let's keep Christ into the equation so that God will be able to give us what we need to be able to win victory in this world that we live in. So as we close this morning, we're in a slow hurry. The world is made up of an amalgamation of differences. All of us are different. Differences in people and places and things and churches and uh, organizations. The good thing is about life is we need to enjoy the differences that people have. That's what yeah. makes us special, ain't it? Yeah. Huh? I hate to be able to look at everybody and everybody look like me. You don't want everybody to look like major, huh? And think about it. Huh? What about if everybody acted like you? You don't want everybody to act like you. The world is an amalgamation of people with different likes and dislikes, different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. See, I wouldn't like it that everything smelled like, looked like, and tasted the same. That's what makes vegetables so expressive, uh, so 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 good that we can experience. Eh? We can taste different things. Mm -hmm. God says that God made the world diverse. And, and differences of what the world is all about, the same goes on in our beliefs. Nobody believes the same. In our lifetime, we'll meet people that believe this and believe that, and, and they call themselves of the same faith. But as long as Jesus is in the center, huh? as long as Jesus is in the center, everything is going to be all right. I think the problem is that much of Christendom today is the fact is that we can't deal with others if they don't do what we do. 
hard to deal with others if they don't do what we do. But we got to be able to have an open mind to be able to get this thing right. Let's lay aside all of our differences and come together and let us know that we have a common ground, which is Jesus the Christ. See, Christianity is not fundamentally a religion, but once you start putting in those rules and regulations, it doesn't become, it becomes a religion like all other religions. But thing is, things that don't pertain to Christ makes us religious. But once we get Christ in, we become a relationship. We become a fellowship of believers, and we become a church, a congregation of followers, ecclesia, a, a, a congregation of, of believers that follow each other. There's a little story we're going to end with that a very poor holy man who lived in a remote part of China, and every day before his time of meditation, in order to show his devotion, he put a, a dish of butter in on one sealed it as an offering to God since the food was scarce. And one day, his cat came in and, and he ate the butter. And to remedy this, he began tying the cat's tail to the bedstead so the cat wouldn't get up and eat the butter at the time of his meditation. This man was so revered that, and piety that his others joined him in this meditation and they worshiped along with them. Generations later, after this old man was dead and gone, folk were still tying the cat to the bedpost. See, sometimes we get it mixed up, ain't it? <laughs> Tying the cat to the bedpole had nothing to do with his worship. No. He was so we catch on to things a lot of time yeah. in the church that has nothing to do with God. Has nothing. Nothing. Instead of them going and meditating and praying like he did, they kept up tying the cat to the bedpole before they went into meditation. See, sometimes we get caught up. The cat had nothing to do with it. Can you imagine what people will be doing in ministry today after we die? Some of that stuff that we're doing in the church today and after we're dead and gone, they still doing this stuff. Why y'all doing it? We don't know why we're doing it. Deacon so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, he started it and we've been doing it ever since. You need to understand why you're doing things. We need to be less concerned about everybody else doing it how we do it and more concerned about teaching the foundation of Christ. Our battle is not between our separate beliefs, but Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of darkness in the world and against spiritual weakness in high places. Our warfare is not against one another, but against the false teachers of this world today that is getting caught up. So let's not get caught up in fighting one another. And our petty differences and our traditions that we have in the church, customs that weaken the body of Christ, the bigger war at hand, somehow it demands all of our attention. Yes, he does. says, lay aside every week that, that, that so easily beset you. Let's run this race with patience that God has set before us. It's hard enough to win sinners over to Christ uh, with us working together. But what about when we divide it? How are we going uh, to call people out of, of their sin and call people to repentance if we all separated and divided. See, the thing is, let's not get caught up with all of this infighting between us, uh, but our weapons of warfare is against the devil, against the evil one. Our focus is not on this is how we do it. We should be welcoming and in loving and in hospitable, and we should be inviting people to come in. If they're different than we are, invite them to come in. Amen. That's what makes the world go round. Amen. You're not like each other in, the, in your own churches. All of us are different. God never changes, but the church has to be able to change, to be able to be 
ever changing to meet the needs of the people that God has called us to meet. We're going to have to minister to people that are different than we are. We're going to have to deal with people that, that, that doesn't do what we do. But what we need to do is understand that our mission is greater than what we do it. Amen. This is not how we do it. No, it's, our mission is greater than that. We should be able to stick to how God does it. Don't drive people away from the church because that we're stuck in our tradition. But let's invite them to come in to be able to be part of our fellowship. Help them to find their way to Christ the way that they need to find their way to Christ. That your way not be might not be that way, but let's lead, lead them to Christ by the word of God. Have a loving relationship so that men and women will be able to feel invited to come into your fellowship. But we thank God for his word, but let not our tradition uh, keep us from having an open door to welcome people to come into the fold. Don't let tradition uh, shut people out. Don't let tradition guide our thoughts and not let Christ be the head. Let yeah. Christ be always the center of what mm -hmm. we do. I like that old song that Jesus is the what? Center, center of my joy. huh? All and good and perfect come from mm -hmm. thee. Ain't it? Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do. Let's have Jesus to be the center. And once Jesus becomes the center, all of our traditions, all of those other things will take second seat. Let's seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said, then all other things will be added. That's what we need to do this morning. So this is how we do it. It's not the right answer. Let us be open to new ideas. Let us be open to you young people coming into our churches. Let's be open to women coming into our areas of ministry so that we can minister to the needs of women and children in our ministry. See, when the church becomes... Um, open to all. He said, let all come. But when all of us should come, all of us should be able to be filled and welcome into the body of Christ so that we can be that church where Christ will come back without spot or wrinkle. God bless you this morning. And may heaven have a smile upon you. If you're looking for to have that relationship with Christ and if church has rules and regulations that, that hinder you from being a part of that fellowship, what you need to do is, first, you can find that relationship with Christ on your own. He said that if you confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, thou shall be saved. Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you can accept him and receive him yourself. So receive him into your heart. You know, worship him in his spirit and in truth. And then everything is going to be all right. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. Let us pray. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. Hopefully we said some encouraging words that we might not be caught up in traditions of this world, but let us, for heaven the Father, do it the way you want us to do it. You said that there is a way. You said that there is a truth and there is a light. But let us be cognizant of that as we minister out to others, as we call others into the faith. Let us be forever cognizant that things are not always done our way, but things must be done God's way. God bless you, and may heaven ever smile upon you. We'll see you again on the following Friday night for our Bible study, and on Sunday morning for our Sunday school and our worship hour. God bless you.